Hi everyone, this is Allie Duff and I am your host for the Feeling Good Sometimes podcast. Throughout this podcast, we will explore honest, vulnerable, and unfiltered conversations with people who inspire me the most. These conversations will dive deeper into where our guests have been, how they got started, and where they are going. The topics will range from careers, starting a business, following your passion, living life outside of the culture's norm, and of course, my fave, mental health. The Feeling Good Sometimes podcast was truly created to remind you that it's okay if you don't feel good every single day. I surely don't. And of course, I am always here to remind you that you are never alone in your journey. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Feeling Good Sometimes podcast. Obviously, it's Allie. And once again, I am behind on getting our episode ready for a Tuesday. Maybe next week I'll have everything back to normal. Um, But today's episode is super fun. And it's with my friend Dana Clark. She owns Cool to Connect, which is a connection brand. Um, She makes these really amazing connection cards. And we actually use one at the end of the episode. And I get quite vulnerable so you'll have to listen all the way through to hear what we talk about we also just talk about kind of like our lives a little bit and we talk a lot about trying to find our own happiness and what it looks like to not compare ourselves and just learning to try and be ourselves so I found this episode really great to listen back to and I hope you love this episode and love hearing from Dana and of course I will talk to you on the other side Hi, Dana. Welcome to the Feeling Good Sometimes podcast. I'm so excited you're here. Hi, Allie. Oh my God, I'm so happy I'm here. (laughs) You're so cute. (laughs) So are you. Okay, so I start every episode by asking how you are feeling. So how are you feeling today, right now, in this moment, or in general? I feel feel pretty good. Today's kind of been like a longish day, but I'm Mm -hmm. so happy to be ending my day and going into a long weekend talking mm. to you and seeing yeah. your beautiful face. And this is like, this makes me happy speaking with you. So I'm good. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And what have you been up to lately? Like what's been the biggest thing that's been taking up all your time? Like business-wise or life-wise? Just in general. Just Like in what general. comes to mind first? I'm curious. What comes to mind first is trying to take care of myself. Like, I feel Mm. like that's been a huge priority for me since honestly, like the last year, but like the last few months, it's funny because I always see your stories about walking and you're like walking daily. And like, literally I've been walking every day, like rain, snow, hail, nice everything every day, honestly, for about a year. And it's okay. life it has changed my life even if it's like 20 minutes yeah um and it changed my life so much that now I find I can incorporate like other self-care kind of you know self-prioritization practices that I wouldn't have even dreamed of a year ago because like now I give a shit about myself you know like now I what makes me happy I know it makes me feel good I know it makes me perform at my highest I know it makes me feel creative and so I spend like most of my time trying to take care of myself in all mm-hmm. different avenues to be able to perform better, like for my business in my social life in my family, like for mm-hmm. myself. You know? 
So when it's like, what have you been spending your time doing? It's like, it sounds so silly, but it is like the little things that you can do yeah. every day, just like yeah. make you operate at a higher frequency. Yeah. And that's been like such a priority lately, you know? I love that because it's usually the thing that gets like put at the bottom of the list, right? Taking care of yourself until you hit a breaking point <clears throat> or until you get to the moment where you're like, well, shit, what do I do now? Like, I'm not okay. And you don't have an option. Like, you have to, like, scale back and take care of yourself. Yeah. And I just find, like, you work, like, smarter, not harder when you yeah. are, like, you know, with it. You yeah. are more creative when you've, like, taken time to, you know, inspire your brain that day. Like, it just, like, actually makes more sense to take care I of know. yourself because everything is easier. You know, when something hard happens, you can tackle that so much easier if you have already equipped your mind and like the daily habits that make you do that you're just like it, it's a little mm -hmm. easier yeah you know? well you know what it is it's so I had a um I was talking to someone earlier this week another guest and we were talking about like the nervous system and how like regulating your nervous system is basically like what can like keep you help you like adapt and just like deal with things easier so i bet like it's a lot to do with that we always focus on like our mindset and we're always like oh my gosh i have to fix my mindset like my mindset's so bad it's all negative and da 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 da, da. but like if we're not regulated in our i talk like i know what i'm talking about but i'm just if we're not regulated in our like nervous system or in our body um then our mind can't even really like function correctly so taking care of yourself is more than just taking care of your mind right so like you going for daily walks uh that's amazing that you literally go every day yesterday it was like a rainstorm and I was like I'm not going for my walk and then I was like oh <laughs> I waited for like 20 minutes and I wore like a big hood just in case it started to pour but I was like I can't, now you can't not you know like once you get in yeah, the habit I know it's like all hell's gonna break loose if I can't get outside right now like <laughs> go for a freaking walk I know yeah. like today I haven't done it yet but I'm like when I'm done all my calls at like 6 30 I'm just gonna go for a little walk instead of because originally I was like I'm gonna go for an hour walk every single day for the month of April I'm like and I went the first two days and my hips were so sore like my joints and I was like wow because I'm not used to doing I work out but I that's a 45 minutes of my day and then I sit at my desk all day yeah, no, literally, literally so much on your hips. That's why if it's like 20 minutes, I'm also just like, that's fine. Like, at least I did it right. Which is mm -hmm. like, what makes it so manageable because I've, I'm the type of person that like, if it's like a crazy goal or achievement, like I just psych myself out and I won't do right. it. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, well, that sucked. You know, I failed. Yeah. And then you're just like, so, oh, but you got to start yeah. small and then. Right. And like, what can you actually commit to every single day? You know, mm -hmm. it's like having realistic goals instead of yeah well yeah. and just like knowing yourself you know yeah like, girl like I don't know I'm gonna be 29 like I'm trying to get to know myself you I know, know. Like, I'm, I'm gonna be 30 it's and like, I'm, yeah and like I'm not know, getting younger but, here no and like at this point it's like Dana like let's not you know try and not be someone who we know we're not like we know who mm -hmm. we're dealing with here how can we make and implement things that you know we personally know ourselves that we can stay accountable to you know right which is not like an easy thing to come to realization and it's like right. especially in the society and the world we live in with social media it's like we're always comparing ourselves to someone else and we're always trying to be like someone else and 
But at the end of the day, if you can't really like tune into who you actually are or what you actually want to be or how you want to feel, then what's the point? <laughs> like you're going to cool. constantly chase for someone's life and then you're going to miss out on your own. Yeah. I just think it's, it's important. And then like on top of that, I'm trying to like go to Pilates and do things that I would never I know. Do. I see you doing Pilates every day. I'm like, dang, I wish. But I'm like not, you know, it's like, I'm what didn't think I could do things like that. And like, all of a sudden you it's do like it. So you're fun, like, oh, though. It's, so it's like amazing. I like it because I'm not, I don't know. I mean, these are things we tell ourselves too. Like I'm not this kind of girl. I don't do this. But it's because like, that's like what society shows us. Like the Pilates girl is like the super skinny girl who has her green juice, who does this, who does that, like the California girl, which no, no hate to, if you are this girl and you're listening to this, like no hate to you, but it's just like, that's not realistic for all of us. Like, I don't even have a Pilates studio near me, but I'm like, damn, I want to be that girl. Right, right. Like we don't all live in Malibu, and we can't. I just, know, like, or can afford to do that. Like, dang. or can afford to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, small, small baby steps, right? Small baby steps to learn more about who you are, and I guess what you want to be, who you want to be. Like, not that that even like makes every like. Not that it's like okay, yeah. Now that I'm doing that, everything makes. No, sense I'm doing Pilates. I'm like, so I'm everything's no god no but in or walking you know like it's not like all of those things just like make you make sense every day like obviously not Mm -hmm. it's just like you know I don't know I think just a little goes a long way yeah I think that's important because we're so focused on like all the big things and achieving Mm -hmm. the biggest like accomplishments we can but at the end of the day sometimes when you hit those goals you're not actually like satisfied or fulfilled you're just right. like chasing them because you feel like that's what you're supposed to be doing when everybody else is showing. But like, we don't know if whoever is next door is cre- hitting these goals that we ultimately want. Like, how do they actually feel about themselves? Like, we have no idea, right? Exactly. And we're just so like in tuned into other people's success that we really want that for ourselves. But I think that's, that's not so how we like define like I think the problem is is that we don't know how to define our own success a hundred percent a hundred percent and it's like that's where I feel like all this trouble comes in because you know we're we're like trying to live someone else's life yeah and dude like you can't <laughs> like you actually can't I know you actually can't like there's unfortunately like, like there's only one of you in this world so you have to be that one person and trying to be like someone else is you're wasting it yeah and unfortunately like I fall into that trap every day I'm just like oh I don't want this life like I want to do this this and this and why is this happening to me and blah 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 and then I feel like shit the whole time and I'm like and it's just like why can't you (laughs) flip a switch and but I I know for me I'm always like when is this gonna happen like when and when is like like I'm always looking forward yeah oh my god it's just like holy smokes and then you would get so unsatisfied with like what's Mm -hmm. currently going on and that's just like you know know. like such a lack of gratitude like life is just so short like wake up I know I know it's hard to especially when you have your own business which obviously we both do Mm -hmm. um it's hard to be satisfied and be like proud of what you have achieved and what you have done because there's so much competition and there's so many other people and brands to look at and be like well I'm not even close to that so clearly what I'm doing isn't enough 
Right. And I think the whole thing of like, you know, once you achieve something really cool or like mm-hmm. once you just hit a milestone or something really fantastic happens in your personal life, but like in your brand, you know, more specifically what yeah. we're talking about for you and I, it's like you have the feeling that everyone expects you to like constantly be upping that. Right. And like most people don't really care. Yeah. You know? Honestly, like it's not like it's like oh what's cool to connect doing next like most people like don't think about that mm-hmm. um but like that's all i think that people are thinking about mm-hmm. so it's like constant trying to up yourself and it's just mm-hmm. like you against yourself every day mm-hmm. of trying to do better from what you did you know the day before and a part of that i guess is like momentum and like you know the realities of business and like strategy and you know moving forward obviously but it's like a difficult position to be in because like not every day a miracle happens and no. something fantastic comes through your door you know like mm-hmm. how it works so yeah like, I, what do you mean then you know I know yeah and I think it's because when something really cool happens from the outside everyone else and all these people that you don't talk to then they're like oh my gosh you're killing it like wow that's so cool you get all this extra gratification you're just like everyone thinks like you're just like on top of the world and then that like goes away and then the next really really amazing thing that everyone else thinks is super cool has to happen for them to be like oh cool like good job but like everything else in between is just kind of like irrelevant yeah irrelevant to everyone else but unfortunately like i mean realistically no one really cares that much about what you're doing except for yourself and we're so consumed and concerned about what everyone else thinks of us that we just think well if no one cares then why are we doing this big time yeah like ding 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 no like (laughs) i have this major problem with like my business where i'm just like i'm going through this massive shift and basically changing what products i'm doing and i'm just like well what if it like flops like what if no one likes it and everything's going to change. And I feel like I have to like almost warn people without like telling them. And like I had someone say, no, you can't like, you're already putting people in a mindset that like something they need to be concerned about something before something's even happening. And it's just honestly my own confidence in it is not there. And I'm just like, oh. (laughs) Well, because you're scared because it's scary. It is scary. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it's so scary. I'm like designing two new products right I now. I saw your summer. little sneak peeks. For summer and spring. But it's like, yeah. how do I come off the shoulders of Jilly Box and Sage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and make it as exciting? Like you just can't. So. Yeah. So I'm curious what that experience was like for you because obviously, um, well, little tidbit before we go into this dana owns cool to connect which is a connection brand deck nope i said that wrong can you just explain what cool to connect is? <laughs> yeah cool to connect is a toronto-based lifestyle toronto-based. Brand. i like to say lifestyle because you never know what we're expanding into but um specialize in decks of conversation and connection prompts so they're decks of cards and there's 52 cards in each deck, but they vary in different niches to mm-hmm. create different types of conversations in different niches for different folks needing different levels of communication and um, connection. So there's a classic deck, which is very much 
um, about, you know, mindfulness, vulnerability, people use it. It's so malleable how you can use it. Um, mm-hmm. there's party like version, which is after dark mm-hmm. and there's cool to connect kids, which is a kid's deck for kids. And then the newest one is cool to connect intimate, which mm-hmm. is conversations about intimacy, sensuality, and mm-hmm. all that jazz. Cool. And then you had two collaborations like the last quarter of last year or the third, third and fourth quarter. Yeah, so Jilly Box came out in September 2022, and yeah. Sage. Sage came out in November 2022. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, back to what I was going to ask. I am curious, from the outside, like, Jilly Box and Sage, they're massive brands um, and, like, massive platforms to collaborate with and to get in with and obviously really amazing for your brand and I'm sure like so many people who you've never spoken to or like haven't spoken to in years were just like oh my gosh Dana you're killing it like this is so cool like wow you're legit now like (laughs) but I'm curious what this like I'm sure for you it was super exciting but I'm also curious like what's it like now that things have died down a little bit I mean they may still be like going crazy but um I just know the way business works things do die down after a little push um and what it was kind of like for you um personally through that process you know what it was it was interesting because the jilly process in general like that whole thing was like almost a year and a half yeah from, it took a while right from which like you and I talked about so I, know, many I knew times. it for so long <laughs> I know <laughs> Um, but it was such a long process, which was incredible, like not a long process in a, in a bad way, like a long yeah. process, in a really good way. They were so remarkable to work with. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. they were amazing. Um, so, but even though when it launched, you know, you're, it's still a completely different experience of being like, well, I started this, this long ago. Um, and now it's, you know, a year later and yeah having a having to like reestablish kind of like that connection to the product and to, right. to, that, to that company and to that community and to like really fire yourself back up again because it was so exciting and it's like you know really incredible but mm-hmm. after a year goes by it's like you know mm-hmm. things happen in between right so yeah. um whereas sage was just under a year i guess it was like 10 months from our first conversation to actually the product being in stores um, but you know, it's, it's difficult afterwards because, you know, we have these, these expectations that like, once you are affiliated or associated or connected to, or collaborated, mm-hmm. you know, with this certain name, image, brand, person, likeness, whatever, yeah. um, you know, like this is it for me, right? Like, it's yeah. like, this is just like so amazing yeah. and it is so amazing. And in some instances, like that was it, but yeah. there's so much that doesn't stop there. Yeah. And then there. So although they were, you know, such incredible opportunities that I'm just, I'm so grateful for always. And like every yeah. day yeah. now I'm dealing with the, you know, how do I by myself top what these two incredible businesses helped me do six months ago, you yeah. know, so yeah. in, in one, in one hand, it gives you a lot of confidence and a lot of like excitement being like, you know, if these two really credible 
um, you know, big Canadian businesses saw Cool to Connect as a great opportunity to share with their communities, then like, heck, I have something really important to share here, you know, like it gives you some confidence. But on the other hand, it makes you like pedal a little quicker because at the end of the day, you can't rely on any other company or, you know, mm-hmm. like ever to get you to where you want to be. So it's also like humbling at the same time. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, with business, you can't rely on anything. <laughs> no, of course. And like, you don't know how long something's going to last. You don't know how something's yeah. going to take with customers and consumers and social media. I mean, you could be working on something for literally a year. And like, what if the algorithm doesn't push it? Like you're screwed. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's also, the way it works now. Right. But it's also like, it's kind of not in your hands. Like it is, but it yeah, isn't. Like, I know. You do the manufacturing, you do the design, you work with an incredible team and you make it all happen. And then it's here and it's like, oh shoot, now I have to like sell this, right? Which like you do too so much is design something, source something. Mm -hmm. All your stuff is so intentionally made and created and designed. And then you actually get it in hand and you feel like it's over now. It's like, oh, thank God it's over. But then it's like, no, no, no. It's really no. It's just like I have to start selling this now or I'll put it in. You know, it's like, it's almost like it happens in so many phases, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, too many to break down but like the whole development and then you have the product and then it's like because for both of us you're still like doing this solo right mm-hmm. yeah so we're doing our businesses by ourselves so that means that we don't have all this external marketing budget to work with or anything like that where most i'm not gonna say most but a lot of businesses when they do develop a product or go through this process, they also have a massive marketing plan that they've created. And sometimes they work a year in advance for this. Mm-hmm. When it comes to people like us, we're like very much doing it last minute because we're having to do everything else as well. And then, I mean, we don't have anyone helping us. So it's just kind of like we have to figure out how we're going to sell this. And we don't have a massive budget to gift thousands of pieces to or products to people to share it, which all these big brands do they're gifting over a thousand pieces because well we can go down a different tangent of that but yeah because they can and um that's what helps that's why you see everything on social media because people get it for free but yeah it's it's challenging because it's also really challenging mentally because you have to go through kind of like a roller coaster in your mind mm-hmm. and I don't know if you also feel this, but whenever I'm going to like launch something or do something new, I get super hopeful. And I think getting hopeful is very vulnerable because I think anyone can relate to this in anything in life, honestly. Like if you get hopeful about something and then it doesn't turn out the way that you thought it would, you have to then like deal with the emotions and like the grief around that. And moving through that is like harder than anything else, I feel like. Totally. And I think you, you know, you put it all out there, like when you've worked that hard to release a product and like, mm-hmm. and then you share it and you share all like the intricacies of it and, you know, and then nah, nah, then it's out there and then yeah. you got to keep going with it. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like you put it out. It's like putting on like an amazing outfit and coming out and being like, so what do you think? And everyone's just kind of like, Uh, and it's like what you know (laughs) or like throwing a dinner party and everyone throws up on your food oh my god (laughs) but it's like 
thing, you know, like it's, it's yeah. really scary. Like you don't know what's going to happen. It's funny. And like, cause the last thing I released technically was Sage in November. So right. the next thing I'm going to release will probably be like end of May. And okay, I'm like, so- are my customers and like, are people still going to remember cool to connect between those? Like, yeah, I get it. That's where I'm at too. It's like yeah. November to June. Yeah. Like, are they still going to know, you know, like, like, like knock, knock, do you still exist? You guys who bought me, you just got to be like fucking right. They do, you know, but like, like you see who shows up on launch day and that's about it. Yeah, that's true. But to, to have something available and going live all the time, like once a month or every other week or every two weeks, like a lot of companies do is impossible for brands our size right yeah it's just well first of all yeah it's not feasible for small businesses and then it's also not sustainable it's just right it's a different kind of industry i feel like like we're te- we're really true small businesses and if you're a business that's able to launch things like every other day i'm sorry but you're not small like that's not small to me because yeah. you have enough cash flow to keep yourself going through that yeah anyway uh I'm really curious about who you were when you were younger like I'm I just want to know like because cool to connect obviously has a massive focus on connection and what kind of pushed you in that direction like let's take it back like 20 years (laughs) yeah um it's so funny because I feel like I used to answer this question all the time, like little yeah. Dana. She did. Yeah. Like in my own podcast, I used to always talk about like working on your like, you know, inner, child, inner child. Yeah. Um, but I haven't talked about this in so long. So I'm trying to think like I was always at least I thought, which, mm-hmm. you know, we're as a society, we're getting more open to talking about obviously connection, feelings, vulnerability, emotion, mental health, whatever. But even 20 years ago, it, you know, it's still improving every day. Like even 20 years ago, it was not where it is, obviously anything close to it is now. But Mm -hmm. at the time I thought I was always like the most sensitive kid in the room, like always, like I was just like this kid with like so many feelings. And I mean, growing up, like my parents divorced when I was really, really young. I have yeah. two older brothers. I'm the youngest of three. They're like quite a bit older than me. They're like eight and six years older. So I'm okay, the yeah. Um, and you know, there's obviously just like so much going on in any child's life, no matter what yeah. you're going through, happening in the world and with your family and whatever. But I just always have memories of just being like, why doesn't everyone want to? connect the way that I do like that sounds so silly but Mm-mm. you know any opportunity I could I would be like let's you know like let's like talk about our feelings like mm. why wouldn't we do that like at Thanksgiving it was like always my favorite thing to like everyone like let's like talk about what we're most grateful for right. and like yeah we'll have a little cry won't we be so much better but like from the age of like you know six seven eight like from that mm-hmm. young like I just like loved talking and I loved connecting and my my mom who is an entrepreneur who like I've always looked up to and we're incredibly close her rule at the dinner table was like if you can't and this I'm saying Allie from when I was like three years old like so young like if you can't sit at the dinner table and maintain eye contact and partake in conversation and ask everyone here at the table how their day was 
like you can't be here. So like you step up and like talk and create Mm -hmm. conversation and connect or like you can go to your room because like the dinner table is where we sit to converse and like, yeah. you know, then you, hang up, you can't be on your phone. Obviously you can't yeah. be like shit on your plate. Like, you know, like yeah. that looks a little different, but like when I was yeah. a kid, it was like, want to sit here. And if you want to like have dinner as a family and like sit with the adults who everyone's older than you, like you need to step up and like, you need to make eye contact and pay attention and ask insightful questions and like, listen. Mm. Um, so I feel like that like really gave me a lot of tools in terms of how much I love and appreciate just like communication in general. Um, yeah. Which so much of cool to connect is that right? Like yeah. obviously there's different ways to connect aside from conversation. You know, there's tons of different ways, but the you know the backbone of this product is is being you know ver- verbally vulnerable through oral communication is like what yeah. the backbone to connect is obviously right mm-hmm. um, so I feel like that had a lot in like shaping how comfortable I was and continue to be like talking about feelings and like life and mm-hmm. anything like I'm just such an open book you know yeah yeah that makes so much sense because I feel like most well if I like think of myself as a child like I was so shy and just like couldn't speak like I had to write things down to like talk to my parents and ask them things um so I was like the polar opposite (laughs) but um yeah it's so interesting but I like growing up always wanted to be like with the adults because I just thought they were just like I just thought they were really cool and I just wanted to like hear what they were talking about like I don't necessarily like talk with them or do anything I just would like be there (laughs) and just kind of like consume yeah yeah Mm -hmm. consume whatever was going on and just kind of found them like obviously more mature and just like struggled with people my age finding them like really immature and annoying um but that's really cool that your mom did that because I've never heard of that before but and so many people grow up in homes where they don't eat dinner together right you hear that right like where people don't Mm -hmm. it's like they're like oh wow that's so nice that you eat dinner with your family right and I'm I'm like I'm so grateful that I'm not you know naive to that either because it's it's not you know and even more so like that's such a traditional thing I think from even our parents generation yeah sit at dinner you know and you like talk and that's Mm -hmm. what you do or maybe maybe not you know but I just think it's more of like an old school type of mentality um whereas because at the time too there was like you know one in most households like one working parent they would come home from work dinner would be made everyone sits at the table and eats and then you know you carry on whereas like now Mm -hmm. most households a lot are like you know, dual income households and everybody's working, everybody's got their jobs and their careers and kids and going to this and going to this. People are doing more extracurriculars, like yeah. Pilates, going to fucking pottery night, like God knows, yeah. who knows, you know? Yeah. There's just like less and less time for us to sit face to face. Like that's mm-hmm. just how yeah, it goes. It's the reality. Um, yeah, the reality, which, you know, making intentional moments to do that I think is so beneficial which again is why you know having a product to actually sit and take time to spend time together with somebody and speak face to face um you know I think is so beneficial for 
who we are, how we operate, how we learn about ourselves, about other people. I like love the dinner table. Like, honestly, like I could go for dinner or have dinner and just talk to somebody. Oh my God. Mm. Like every night of the week, I just like, love it. I I know. I know it's, and it's not easy to find the people that actually like want to go like out somewhere and talk instead of just like, let's go eat and then we'll leave. I'm like, (laughs) no. I didn't put my makeup on for 40 minutes. Okay. Let's just get that straight. (laughs) I know. I didn't like get dressed up to just like go have dinner and then go home. Like, what am I going to do when I get home? That's so boring. I know. Not all of us are wired that way. No, I know. I know. So, you know, to answer the question in a very long way about childhood and how, you know, connection played a part in that, I think just like, always being extremely sensitive and wanting to partake in conversation and like learn more. Mm -hmm. And also just like how, like this isn't, you know, after I talked to so many more people about, and like through my podcast talking about, um, you know, other people who always felt highly sensitive as kids Mm -hmm. emotionally. And that like, that's not a weak thing. And like so many people feel that way, you know, like so many people, it's like, not just like a Dana thing. No, God, no. Um, you know, as just a little person, you don't know what the hell's going on. I know. You know? Like, kids have to, like, I mean. Adult. Now it's so much harder. Like, I can't I mean, imagine it now. I know. But just, like, being a human being in general is just, like, really freaking hard. It's <laughs> like, so hard. Learning so how hard. to just, like, process, like, life in general every single day is just, like, I don't know. The stuff that we have to go through and deal with, I just like sometimes can't comprehend and just like it's so overwhelming. Um, but yeah, th- obviously in the way that our culture is going in, we're just, especially after the last couple of years with the pandemic, we're just so used to being online and creating relationships online, which is amazing. Like it's really cool to have like friends that you create online, but it's even better to do something like this and connect with people in real life because you don't get to like feed off people's energy or like feel people's energy or I don't know I just feel like you can't go as deep through a text message or typing things up right because you can edit everything yeah (laughs) it's like well it's literally like edited life on the internet and through your phone and but like when you're talking to someone, you could tell if someone's like trying to say something and then they're like fumbling over the words or they want to say something. Like you can read people very well. And I don't know. It's just, I think what you're doing is so amazing because it's just really weird to figure out where the world is going, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, where are we going to end up in like five years, 10 years? Like, what is our connection and communication going to be like then? Well, I think that's so much, too, about, like, trying to take a concept that's so um, humane, right? Like, connection mm-hmm. and, like, humanity, mm-hmm. obviously, and, you know, conversation, but make it for the modern consumer, which mm-hmm. is... The modern person buying 
you know, our products today mm-hmm. cares so much about the packaging. It cares about where it's made. Mm-hmm. It cares about how they look using the product, how they look consuming it, what it means and how it identifies them if they purchase something like this, right? So it's like taking a very original concept, but making it modern. Mm -hmm. Um, What that looks like to continue that later on, you know, I I don't know, like, Mm -hmm. so, so often I'm like, Oh, God, you know, I hate social media so much. Like, I hope it just implodes tomorrow. And like, we don't have to deal with it. But then I'm like, I actually, you know, what what would we all do? (laughs) Like, I know. Because we've gotten to a point as as a society and as an economy, that like, can we survive without like, no, I don't think so. And I don't mean even mean like as people, like eventually, you know, we would somewhat figure it out and yeah. we'd like report how it was before. But I just mean like as an economy, everything and the consumerism, like it's just, you know, anyway, that's a whole other freaking podcast. I mean, that's, a, that's a whole, that's like part two. But yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. It's, it's wild. Like we've become addicted to our phones and to social media and to connecting that way and just like, getting satisfaction from like people liking what we do and just like creating this kind of like fantasy world um but in reality that's i mean that is our reality right now but it's also not so sad it's really sad it's really like when you actually like sit down and think about like it right now but i don't know it's really interesting though because when you think about something like podcasts Obviously, you're not, you're listening to something. And I think the really cool thing, about, I mean, this is another form of technology, but the cool thing about it is that you're listening to someone and then you don't need to see anything, right? Like, you're just like hearing them That's talk about it. You don't need to, you don't need to like watch something and see something and then compare yourself to someone. You're literally listening to someone talk about something and then you can relate to it in any way and form, right? Like we could be talking about like our business, whatever, and someone can relate it to their relationship. Or we can talk about how, I don't know, we feel more connected talking like this in face-to-face and someone else can be like, oh my gosh, me too. Like, and that's the whole point of being, of connection and like being on this earth together. Why are we all here if we're not able to like connect? (laughs) No, a hundred percent. And I think like it changes everything once you can see, if you see, like, if you saw me right now talking about what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. you would probably perceive the information that I'm mm-hmm. privately disclosing differently than if right. you could just hear me based on yeah. what I look like, where I'm sitting, what I'm wearing, yeah. what color my hair is, you know, who I am, who I identify as my gender, all of these things, right? Like yeah. we've decide when we look at someone right. if we relate to them or not or if we want to mm-hmm. take information from them if we take you know like all of these things whereas if you're just listening to somebody like unless you know obviously know like who's podcasting and who you know etc yeah. right but yeah I like in a general sense I think listening is like amazing I think like a list listening is like something that we don't do anymore like we don't you know we need oh. to listen to each other just in general exactly. like it's such an important thing to do yeah it's like celebrities mm-hmm. like we have this perceived concept um perceived conception no that's perceived not- notion no perceived um pers- 
have the a preconceived, word? preconceived. Anyway, we have this like form of reality for celebrities. Let's just put it as that, where yeah. we think they're on this like pedestal, and they're everything they have is amazing. Everything they do is so cool. Like we want to be like them. We want everything they have. We want their life. But at the end of the day, they're just people. Like they're mm-hmm. literally the same as us. They do. It's like you know how that thing. I I don't know if this is still a thing. But it's just like celebrities are like us. It's like, oh, Paris Hilton was seen pumping her car full of gas. Do you remember that? Is that still a thing? No shit. Yeah. <laughs> like her yeah. Car and it was like the biggest. Gas, just like mine does. You know? Yeah. Like- and it was like the biggest thing ever to be like, oh, my gosh. Like, she's actually like pumping her own gas like we are. Wow. Like, she's just a normal person. And they're put on this pedestal. And it was so interesting. I was listening to this podcast yesterday. Um, Pod Crushed. Have you heard of that? With Penn Badgley. No. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, Sophia Bush was on it, and I'm obsessed with Sophia Bush. Like, she's my, like, if I could meet one person before I die, it's her. Um, And she was talking about how just being, like, obviously, she's very famous and a celebrity, and being put, like, how actors, if they don't want to do something for whatever show they're working on or something like that, how people react to that. And, like, kind of the messages they get, the threats they get, like, all the things they get. And at the end of the day, that's millions of people coming at one person. And they're, like, one human being trying to navigate this. And I was like, wow, that's so true. Like, when you think of all the bullshit that all these celebrities show or go through. And then the millions of people that come after them and just, like, well, just do this. Like, can you not just do this? Or, like, can you why did you not do it this way or all this kind of stuff and it's like they're human beings like we are why is it that they have to be put on this pedestal and why is it that when we look at them we're like we feel worse about ourselves because we're not living their life but they're just doing all these different things and their life is just under a bigger spotlight unfortunately than else's and would we actually want to be under that spotlight at the end of the day. Right. And that's what I'm saying too. But like you you actually like it's impossible to live someone else's life. Like you, yeah. Well, I mean, like you can like try your darn hardest. You can try. You can totally try, but like it just will not lead you to any form of your own fulfillment, you know. No. At the end of the day, you're gonna you're never gonna be happy. Like you'll never ever feel true happiness. Like you can I think I think you can feel happy, but I don't think it's like real happiness. Mm-hmm. And I think like we don't most of us don't really know what that is. I was just going to say, like, what is, like, true? What is real happiness? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. But I think, I feel like the only time I feel, like, the most, what I would call my definition of happiness is when I'm, like, my most authentic self. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, when I, I don't know. And it's, I find it so hard to do that. Well, I just find it happiness, like, so fluid like I just like I can be like extremely happy and then like 10 minutes later like not be happy you know yeah yeah it's like a mental health condition (laughs) but but you know I just mean in the in the sense of like like it's it's just like an ebb and flow kind of situation you know which even if it's not like 10 minutes later like I feel like you know some years hours months weeks of your life you feel really fulfilled and some you just don't yeah and that's totally natural yeah like it's like emotions and feelings they come and go and yeah you just kind of have to like sit with them yeah heard it here (laughs) 
Um, so when did you like come up with the whole concept of because you originally had heroic humans right Mm -hmm. and what was it like in your teen years because like being young obviously Mm -hmm. you wanted to be more in tuned into like feelings and talk to people and kind of like that but what was it like for your teen years were you the Um... same what would you say? Were you the same or was it like? Yeah, somewhat. I mean, I've always been like a very like social person, but like incredibly introverted. Like I'm like, you wouldn't know, but I'm like very introverted. Like I like mm-hmm. need extroverted, to introverted. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when in my teens, I mean, I think of like high school, I like unpopular opinion loved high school like had an amazing (laughs) high school experience like I still have a group of like honestly 45 of us from high school some oh my gosh some of them like grade one like elementary school together a million times a year and there's a whole group of us now everyone is partners and it's just like a bigger love fest and yeah um, which is like incredibly unique like I'm very very aware of that um but I feel really fortunate that that was like available to me at that time of my life, because I think that also led me to um, be, you know, I, I, I was just about to be like, well, that made me like a people person. But like, I just feel like that's kind of a wash out thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more so just like, you know, I, I think being in social situations and being put in situations um on a daily basis with a lot of people and learning about new people and in different experiences and, and being social is a really important part of kind of like figuring out who you are and, you know, how you operate and how to talk to people. And and it gives you, you know, some self-assurance of what you know, you do like, and what you know, you don't like, you know, Mm -hmm. and not that that comes from like only being social, but I just mean, I think like, being so social during the, those, you know, teen years of my life um, gave me a lot of like confidence, I think, to right. be, to be who I was um, just for myself, like in my own unique experience. And then um, like going off to university, I yeah. like not a school person at all. Like I, uh-huh. me either, no like one. E minus D student, like literally my yeah. whole life, yeah, whole life. But Dana does not apply herself. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Wow. I had to work really hard to get like a CB. And I was like, it was tough. But Yeah. My mom would have so many meetings with my teachers and she'd be like, Dana is just fine. Okay. Just like leave this girl alone. Like oh, she's just, she'll be just freaking fine, mm-hmm. um, which is great. But yeah, was was not a school person. Um, but I always knew, again, from like a really young age that I wanted to, you know, create something, do something and something in the realm of like, communication and, and speaking and connection and whatever that looked like, you know, I have no mm-hmm. idea. But um, so I did, my undergrad was in media studies and criminology, and I minored in psych. So I did like an interdisciplinary kind of program um, at Lakehead University. And I was either going to go down like the media tunnel because my family's in media, my mom's in PR, right. um, or I was going to go down like 
the criminology avenue and like I kind of wanted to be like a lawyer like I wanted to like mm, I could yes. see that in another life yeah. time. but like not a school kid so like you know like yeah that would be tricky <laughs> yeah that would yeah. be tricky <laughs> like in 13 years later she becomes a lawyer no um <laughs> yeah anyways did that and then after my undergrad I went into broadcasting I was like, I want to be on, like, I want to be in TV. Like I want right. to go into broadcast television. So I was like, this is just like what I want to do. I want to communicate to the friggin yeah. masses. I want to just like say the message, do the thing, but a boom, but a bang and like, let's go guys, you know? Yeah. Um, and instead of going into um, that field, when I graduated that program, it was either I'm going to do that and go into, I was going to take an internship at the social at CTV, oh, yeah. or I was going to start Heroic Humans, which I started. Okay. I did my own thing. Um, but it was kind of like, you know, I'm, how old are you? You know, early twenties. I was like, I don't yeah. have, you know, at the time I was fortunate to live at home. And I was like, I don't have a mortgage. I don't have these things and responsibilities. I'm still kind of very young and figuring it out. And while I have the opportunity to kind of explore what I want to be doing as a person, like, let me take a stab at this thing, this entrepreneurship thing I kind of want to be doing. And if it doesn't work out, like at least I tried, but you know, I was in a position that I felt like young enough to not that you're ever too old or young to experiment with anything, but I just mean, I chose to, to take a stab at an idea, you know? Yeah. So yeah. what what were you doing with Heroic Humans? Because I think I connected with you when you were on like the tail end of that before you started Cool to Connect. Yeah. So Heroic Humans started as a like website kind of blog platform where okay. people would write in and acknowledge acts of heroism globally. Oh, okay. No matter the act so it could be like Ali opened the door for me today and like mm-hmm. it just like made my fucking hour like that's right. amazing okay. or it could have been like this entrepreneur I want to acknowledge my grandmother's cookies I want to acknowledge this cancer okay. survivor like it was anything cool. um and then I would feature these people on the website as a way to like share right. people's stories and and connect one another and mm-hmm. share you know, triumphs and etc and then that turned into me hosting live events of heroic humans in like local communities. So I'd have people come together and they would, I would do like panel style and people would tell their stories, you know, with the purpose of learning from each other and hearing other people's yeah. perspectives to like not feel so alone, et cetera. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and then that eventually turned into a podcast because right. there were people in the interview who were all over the place who, yeah. you know, wasn't uh, available to me. So it became a podcast. And, um, from that, all these conversations I was having, you know, no matter your race, your, um, you know, socioeconomic status, where you live in the world, what you're after, who you are, what you look like, what your job is like, no matter who you are, the common thread between so many people that I was talking to was that we're all trying to find at some point in our journeys, something that makes us feel connected to like what we're doing and who we are, whether that's like where you live. Yeah. What job you have, who you love, who you are as yourself, um, like what makes you feel fulfilled. We're all just trying to connect to like all these different things we can connect to. So it was like, how do you make it cool to connect? How do you make connections sexy as hell? How do we make connection something 
so modern and so obtainable and so accessible that it's not this crazy drawn out long discovery of you know these certain topics and things it's like how do we make it more normal that we can connect daily all the time and you know so cool to connect was born so that's that's the tea that's the tea that's the tea making it cool to connect so cool cool i think it's so cool connection is cool sexy as hell I love I love saying the word cool like I just think like I just love to be like oh that's so cool well I literally like cool was you know like I feel like all of us it's like a part of our vocabulary I know from like the early 2000s (laughs) yeah no but I was I was you know what originally I released a product under heroic humans and they were decks of like same thing but it was like one product I tried to release and it was just going to be like connection cards offered by heroic humans. I feel and like I remember this. Yeah. And I had yeah. this like whole thing and I got these, these decks kind of made and it was like right. this box. Yeah. It was like green, and right? It was green. Yes. Yeah. It was a black box. Yeah. And then um, the person I was working with fired me <laughs> right. because I guess my, like, it was just, you know, it obviously was not a right fit. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't add up to what I wanted it to be. So then they fired me. So then I was like, you know what? This is a great opportunity to just not open this product under Heroic Humans and start my own second brand. Yeah. And it's going to be called Cool to Connect. And then from that point, I then, you know, started to actually like properly source um, and like figure out like, you know, how do you make durable card games and paper stock and like yeah. I really own a paper business Allie like I make paper yeah, you <laughs> really do words you on it. like I'm a paper girl yeah that's really what I <laughs> but you're like a card stock girl you're not making like well I guess you do have notebooks so you kind of are I do, really. I you have, do have, you have journals and stuff like that yeah, so fancy paper they have like gold foil you know yeah you're you're a like paper person I'm a paper girl and I make <laughs> Um, decks of cards. I always say to people, I mean, did you ever think that I would like have a card game company? Like, no, like never. I know. I guess when I think about it, I don't think of like a card game because it's just like, when I think of card games, I just think of like cards against humanity. And it's not that it's like connection, connection game. They're just like so beautiful. Like you have them, like they are luxury as hell. Like I'm, they just feel good too. It's mine, but like it is so luxury. Like they're just stunning. I'm looking at them all on the floor, sitting there right now. Let's play one. I mean, let's do one. You want to do you have one? Them? Yeah. From what deck? Let's do classic, obviously. Okay, we'll do the classic deck. Oh my god, there's so many. I don't even know what we really want to get into here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do, how would you describe your greatest rejection? Oh my God, that's a good one. (laughs) Allie Hotspot. Oh, I have to go first? Yeah. Uh. (laughs) I just made up the rules. (laughs) There's no Um. I feel like I can take this in so many different ways. Like, I feel like I have, like, personal regret. I can't speak today. Regretion. Oh, my gosh, (laughs) guys. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, business. 
Or I feel like the one that I think haunts me the most is, and I feel like I'm just going to get super vulnerable here, is when I was, I don't know, maybe 19, 18, 19, when I was away at school, um, the person that I lost my virginity to was not like a very nice person. Um, And it was a really like messed up. It wasn't a relationship. It was like, I don't even know what you would call it, but it was just situationship. <laughs> situation shit, basically. Yes. It was it was bad. Um, and then there was just like one night where he would only sleep with me if he was drunk. So he was mm-hmm. not drunk, but I was drunk. So obviously I wanted what I wanted. And he kind of just like like I just like will play this over in my head so many times and won't forget this. Like I was in his room and laying on his bed but had my head like on you know when you like lay on someone's chest yeah like that and he just kind of like pushed me off and for some reason that has just like never gone away Things. yeah isn't that and so I feel like that's like the first thing I think of when I think of like regret I can't say the word why can't I say the word today rejection oh rejection rejection you can open your deck and find the same card we're talking about and you can read it over and over again. I know, because I need to practice that word clearly. <laughs> I, I would say that, um, like, that. like That's, like, such a real thing. I feel like I can, like, you painted that so vulnerably that I feel like I can, like, picture that in my right? mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I I have never been, like, a relationship person. And I think that whole like situation kind of messed me up a lot and I've had like I mean this is was almost I mean over well basically like 10 years ago I'm 29 now so it's taking me like a decade to like get through it yeah. <laughs> it's wild day eh? but yeah like that's the thing too is like things are just so impressionable on you and you like mm-hmm. don't even at yeah. the time like obviously it hurts but you would never know what sticks with you right mm-hmm yeah your turn uh i'm trying to think of either business or like personal when i think of like rejection that's not business related i always think about like rejection of like my body Mm. i think yeah like i was yeah i i just always have felt like the world like didn't want me to be like a curvy thick girl right it's like so stupid you know like I mean I think it's really valid (laughs) well I I just mean like in a sense it's like I don't know you know I toy with this because yeah you can be whoever you want to be and everybody is yeah you know like I truly believe you know like so beautiful no matter Mm -hmm what you look like and as long as you're happy that's all that matters yeah um but you know society does play such a role in letting you know if you should accept yourself or not and you can either like feed into that or you can just kind of be like screw you guys um Mm -hmm. you know like I'm just fine over here and that's where I say like that's so stupid because even you know as, as much as we try to you know quote unquote love ourselves and you know love what we have to work with and and who we are 
there's always something like trying to convince you otherwise. So anyway, I I feel just like rejected. I used to, um, when I was little, like I was a really chubby little girl and Mm -hmm. for a few years I was like really bullied about my body and like being overweight as a little girl. And I think that that like led me even more than into like my early twenties, having like major problems with my body and like, yeah. you know, which is such a relatable thing for all of us in in different, yeah. different realms and, you know, different, I mean, you talk so much and so openly about your journey with your body mm-hmm. and like, you know, it's an incredible thing to be able to at some point become open enough to like share where you stand and, and what you're going through. And also though, it's no one's business if you don't want to, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. like it's it is nobody's business mm-hmm. how I feel about me and my body and what I'm working through or not working through or loving or not loving. Like it mm-hmm. is mine and mine only. Thank you very much. Um, but if it comes to a point where, you know, you feel like there's something that needs to be said, it's nice to be able to speak about that in an environment where it's supported and like you feel comfortable enough to do so, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, what, I don't want to say women's bodies. Bodies in general. Let's just leave it as that. Um, like, you shouldn't comment on anyone's body. Like, I don't care who you are or what it is or, like, it's it's just off the table. Like, just don't do it. <laughs> like, it's, it's so normalized to do that, but it really shouldn't be. Yeah. And I think, like, you know, personally, I've been really heavy and I've Mm -hmm. been not heavy and I've been really healthy and I've been really unhealthy in like both of those polarizing situations. And it really screws with you when someone's like, oh my God, you're just like, you know, either amazing or like, are you okay? And it's just like, it's like, dude, there's so much going on. We're literally on a floating fucking rock and you're worried about me and my body (laughs) and what that looks like. You know, yeah. like yeah. take a walk, you know, like, come on, it's just like, it's wild. It is wild what people feel entitled to disclose their personal opinion about when it's your, it's your, your own literal sack home. of skin that you're living in. Yeah. Like it's your home. Like it's I live, home. I live here. Would you walk in and tell me like you fucking hated my couch? Like maybe, but probably not. But why yeah. would you walk? up to my body my home and like criticize oh, it like, right? I love that metaphor you know yeah. like, really, you don't like, walk into someone's yeah. house like up to them and be like oh my gosh I hate your house like you say that yeah. behind people's back I'm sure but <laughs> you can totally people will think it's okay to walk up and be like oh my god you're fat or wow you look so good and that person is actually like dying but like right. it's yeah it's where you're so you're way too skinny like what are you yeah. doing like same thing it goes both ways yeah yeah. So that's why it's just like, oh my God, Allie, you look amazing. You look like you're happy in your chair and it's <laughs> Thursday and it's almost Easter and your smile's beautiful. And like, you know what? That's it. That's it. Happy to see your smiling face. That's like really all it is to it. I know. Yeah. I like that. Remember that it's someone's home and you can't, don't piss on it. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I live here. Yeah, yeah seriously. Yeah. Don't shit on someone else's house. Like, come don't on. Don't shit where you live. Don't yeah. shit where you, you know what they what do they say that about dogs or something? I don't know. 
or don't piss where you eat. I don't remember. I don't know. Cut that. Uh, well, I feel like this is a good point to kind of wrap things up, but before we do, I do have some rapid fires. Okay, let's do it. Yes. I have five questions. I ask everyone the same questions, so it has nothing to do with kind of like oh, topics or anything like that. Um, and then yeah, just whatever pops in your head first, let it, let it be. Love it. All right. Your first question is what is something you do that makes you feel good? wash my face oh yeah that's such a good feeling you know when like at at the end of the day if you wash your face and you're just like oh yeah I try and I mean I sound like it's like a huge effort which some days it is but it is a huge effort sometimes yeah sometimes it's like seems impossible honestly to get up and wash your face yeah um but I try and wash my face like first thing in the morning and then obviously like before I go to bed even if I don't have any like makeup on or I'm not but just like a little bit of self-care because I'm like you deserve that Mm -hmm. yeah everyone deserves to wash their face yeah yeah okay what is something you value home your home or like home home what do you define as home being home being in in your own home whatever you like call home but for me um I'm just like a major homebody like I'm mm. just such a home I feel like you're a homebody too 100 <laughs> percent so I'm just like you know being amongst my things in my own space that yeah. like um I live at home yeah like family I mean yeah um but still being able to like have your own space and and take care of your things how you want to take care of them and um you know really taking care of your when I say like taking care of your own things it's like sounds so minute but it's like hang up your clothes like wash your dishes you know like when you wash your face like wipe the counter you know when you throw a lid off of something like put it back on, like take care of your things because I feel like it's those little things, you know, when you kick your shoes off, like put them away. When you take your coat off, hang it up. Like when you, when you you do things like that, like every day and they're so small, like they're literally so small, but they're actually huge. Like make your bed, you know, like take care of the space that nourishes you because when you're not having a good day, you're going to look at that space to take care of you. Cause mm. that's where I feel safe is home and like amongst my things. And when I need it most, which is an unpredictable moment, you know, when you need yeah. comfort and you need to feel safety, like that ebbs and flows. Yeah. And when you do need to feel safe and all of your things are where they belong and you knew, know, you took care of them. Like it brings me so much peace to like take care of my things in my home and in my space because it gives me peace of mind. Does that make it sense? Loves- it makes so much sense and I love that so much because I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. I am the I am like the biggest mess. And the thing is I look around at everything and I get so overwhelmed and I just like can't even mm-hmm. process like doing anything. Like I'm that person and always was who was like, What's the point of making my bed? I'm just gonna get in it at the end of the night and go to bed. You know, like I'm that person to a T. But now that I'm starting to get older, I'm like claustrophobic of like when I look around at things and things are a mess like I my anxiety is just like bam like and it's just that whole notion of like you can't feel relaxed or can't like 
focus on anything if everything around you is a mess. I literally used to be the exact same. And I'm not, I don't even mean like, oh, used to be before I figured it out. Like, no, like up until like six months ago, okay. I was like, never made my bed. My shit was everywhere. And I would have yeah. piles of clothes all over the floor. I wouldn't yeah. even put things in the laundry bin. I would just like dig through piles of shit to put on yeah. that morning. Yeah. Like, I was such a disaster. And now that I am just like trying to make very small daily habits that I know, like make me happy in the long run, like for me personally, it like makes such a difference. And now sometimes I have to get up really early, even at like 5am, I'll make my bed. Love it. And it's really wild. Like, it's like, so not me, but like, here I am making my bed. And I'm happy about it. It's like, you know, I'm almost I, I love that. I love what yeah. you said about um like your space nourishes you. Or I don't know how you worded it, but basically like if you're not having a good day, like your space is what brings you comfort and safety, right? And if it is a mess, like it's not gonna necessarily bring you as much comfort and safety as you ideally want it to. Right. And like, and if that's what makes you feel safe, like for other people, you know, everyone yeah, feels it may be something completely different. Yeah. But for me, like my safe space is like, you know, like my room and certain areas of my home. And if I have like any control over keeping that as like a tranquil environment for myself, when I like when Dana fucking really needs it, yeah, then like, I'm going to do that. Cause when I'm really having a hard time, like I'll be grateful for that. You know what I mean? Mm, love it. Awesome. Okay, your next question is, what is something you want to let go of? I feel like two things. I feel like I want to let go of being everything for everybody. I'm a big people pleaser. Right. Really trying to let go of that. Really trying to have more boundaries and like say no and Mm -hmm. manage my energy like so much more in a healthy way Mm -hmm. and I'm also trying to let go of like comparison in terms of other people's businesses and online and TikTok and Instagram you know what you should be doing and your timeline versus other people's and Mm -hmm. that would be a constant kind of struggle I think for what to let go of but those are the yeah. first two things in mind. Awesome. What is something you're working on? So it can be personal, business, literally anything. It can be the smallest thing, the biggest thing. Personal life, I would say I'm working on cooking more. Mm, fun. Creatively. Yeah. Um, and in business, I'm working on these two new decks, which yeah. I'm really excited to bring out. And um, they're different, I think, than what like people are used to seeing from Cool to Connect. They're slightly different. Cool. So, I'm excited. Yeah. So I'm excited about that, too. Okay. Your last question is, how do you want to be remembered? Mm. I have an answer for you. But it's just like... <laughs> how do I want to be remembered I think just like loving Mm. and like you know having that person in the room like made a difference Mm. you know like you just want I I, not you not generally but like I just want to be remembered for being like I 
was welcoming. I was like non-judgmental. I was loving. I was accepting and made like a presence in people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. Like a safe space. Yeah. 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 I think you're doing that. Thanks, pal. Yeah. I was going to say like, you should have just immediately been like, is someone who made connection cool? Yeah. <laughs> and that like which is also I mean but it's kind of the same thing like being a safe space is allowing someone to connect so that's cool connection is and I just want to show people like you can just like be yeah so freaking cool and yeah. just by being yourself like you don't have to be cool. anybody else you don't have to do anything crazy or massive like literally doing what you do every day and just being yourself yeah. is really freaking it cool look a certain way like it just um, does that's the thing yeah well where can everyone find you where can we buy cool connect where can yeah all the plugs all the plugs my personal instagram is dana susan clark yes cool to connect is at cool to connect cool to connect website it's cool to connect.com and yeah i'm so excited for everyone to listen to this mm-hmm. and it's been so fun. Ali, you're such a good so You're amazing. Thanks. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't start this. It took me forever to start a podcast because I was like, who was wanted to for so long? Like, I, I wanted this. to for so long. And I was like, who's going to listen to this? Like, I, but then whenever I would listen to anyone else's podcast, like, I don't care if they're like a celebrity or just some random person. I was like, I want, and like, I just wanted to be on people's podcasts, but like, no one would want me on their podcast. So I was just like, it. I'm just going to start my own podcast and I'm going to talk to really cool people. So thank you for being on here. I really appreciate it. It was so fun. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, there you have it. This today's episode. I hope you loved it and were able to learn something. And more importantly, were able to relate to something to remember that you're not alone in anything that you're going through. Um, one of the things that I wrote down that I said and then something that Dana said I'm going to share. So I wrote down, no one cares about what you're doing except yourself, which is so true. Like, so why do we care so much about what other people think? truth bomb so and then something that Dana said was it's impossible to live someone else's life you can try but at the end of the day it will not lead you to any form of fulfillment so once again just be yourself as always if you love today's episode I would so appreciate it if you could share it with a friend share in your stories you can tag me Dana you can tag cool to connect if there's something you relate you can tag the feeling good sometimes podcast you can subscribe on wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a review because it actually helps more people find this podcast you would have no idea anyway thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time